I'm McKinney Smith. After going through a divorce, my sister passing away, experiencing narcissistic abuse, and some significant health scares, I realized through sharing my story that I wasn't alone in my suffering. Suffering, subjective distress generated by the experience of being out of balance. In a deep dive to holistically heal mind, body, and soul is where I discovered peace, clarity, and connection. It is impossible to be truly wise without some real-life hardship, and we cannot develop post-traumatic wisdom without making it through, and most importantly, through it together. Social connection builds resilience, and resilience helps create post-traumatic wisdom, and that wisdom leads to hope. Hope for you and others witnessing and participating in your healing, and hope for your community. A healthy community is a healing community, and a healing community is full of hope because it has seen its own people weather, survive, and thrive. Thank you for joining us on the Heal Her podcast, H-E-A-L, Honor, Elevate, and Love Her podcast formerly known as the Iwaka My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show globally, where we have conversations with extraordinary women on their journey towards wholeness and harmony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. As a certified mindset coach guiding women towards peace, clarity, and connection within, supporting the direction of the system toward wholeness, my goal here is to help you thrive. Jacqueline Genovese is the founder and CEO of Jack Flash. From her roots in fashion to her women's wellness and entrepreneurial workshops, Jacqueline is not your average interior designer. Jacqueline owns interior design firm Spaces by Jack Flash, designing spaces for self-discovery. After an open four-year struggle with fertility, and since becoming a mom of her one-year-old son, Rocco, Jacqueline has gained many followers who are moms, moms-to-be, and women struggling with fertility. Jacqueline is now expecting baby number two. So please welcome to the show, Jacqueline Genovese. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I am good. How are you? I'm so good. Very busy and hectic, but I'm great and I'm excited to be back on the show. I'm more than excited to have you back on the show for multiple reasons. I mean, before we started recording, um, you know, I I mentioned to you that it's been almost five years since you were on last. You were on the first year of the show when it was just a walk in my stilettos. And when we did the rebrand to the Heal Her podcast and I seen that you not only had posted you know some beautiful moments with your family but how things have changed so I wanted to have you back on to talk about your healing journey your process since then all the beautiful things that you've been sharing with the world and just to give other women out there who have similar stories to yours some hope so thank you I cannot believe it's been five years. <laughs> yeah, where does that the time is scary? <laughs> like, how am I almost forty? <laughs> Listen, so I just turned forty-three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when this happened, but here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the the days are getting shorter and time is moving faster, and it's like you blink and it's like okay, it's the end of the week. For real, especially when you have kids too, like time is crazy 
Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how old the kids are. Time just seems to like move super, mm-hmm. super fast. <laughs> Totally. So, okay. So for those who are new listeners and didn't have an opportunity to listen to the very first uh, episode that we did with you, um, Mm -hmm. quick cold notes summary. Basically on that episode, we talked about your, your health journey, your um, issues at the time with infertility. You talked about some things that you were doing, um, some transitions that you've made within lifestyle we touched on how your business started, all of those things. So mm-hmm. what I would love to start with, I guess we can start with, I guess you can give us an, an update <laughs> of oh where God. things are present. Five years. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, business wise, my business is just like skyrocketed. I've expanded immensely we are working on like crazy large new build projects now we were doing like small tiny renovations before like a bathroom or like maybe a kitchen or just decor five years ago and now yeah we're doing like full new build projects we are doing full gut renovations and uh there's i have four full timers plus myself We're moving into a new office, which is really exciting. The renovation for that is almost done. Congrats. uh, Thank you. I just finished a renovation of my own home. I've got a lot going on. And then plus, I am pregnant with my second baby, and I'm due July 3rd. And I have, I mean, he's not a new partner now, but since then, I have a new partner. And I have a 16-month-old boy, Rocco. And yeah, about to have a second. Wow. So much has changed. So much to (laughs) congratulate you for. Congratulations on all of it, the business and the personal. Wow. So on the first conversation that we had on the show, when you're talking about your struggles with infertility and, Mm -hmm. you know, you sharing openly and it creating a community. And Mm -hmm. here we are now, almost five years later, you have a 15-month-old at home, and you are pregnant, about to have your second child. Yeah. Okay, so I would love to know, what has has changed? What have you done differently? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so with my previous partner, we were trying for about four and a half years. I didn't do IVF, but I did do something called IUI, which is still like the hormones and still a huge process at the fertility clinic. I think I did three rounds of IUI that were all unsuccessful. And then at that point, we decided to break up. So that was, I think we broke up in like August. I don't even know how many years ago. I, I want to mm-hmm. say like three, four, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I met my new partner January 1st literally a few months later and found out I was pregnant with him in March, which is insane because I literally didn't even think that I could conceive. And, Mm -hmm. and I knew that he was the one from like literally the minute that I met him, but I had told him that I have fertility issues. I told him, you know, I want kids right away. He was on the same page as me. And I was like, I want to get you checked out to make sure everything's good with you because I don't want to go through this again for another three or four years with someone else and blah, blah, blah. And he went along with everything. He got his sperm tested, everything. Before he got his results back, I found out I was pregnant. 
Um, <laughs> he was like, you're weird. But like, it was like the craziest kind of scary because I we weren't expect we weren't trying to have kids like right away. But I just wanted to know how long this journey would be with a new partner. And I just wanted to be prepared. But um, lo and behold, the universe has other plans and I think when you find the right person and the timing is right and everything then everything kind of falls into place Mm -hmm. and then again when Rocco was 10 months old same thing I literally had one one period since I had conceived Rocco and it was my first period and so I guess my first ovulation cycle and I got pregnant again so I don't know what happened (laughs) but yeah, the universe was, is on my side with Adrian. So that's that. Definitely. And I mean, you know, no shade to your previous partner, but I do know people that were not able to conceive in one relationship and it was a lot easier for them in another. And sometimes some things okay. are just not meant to be. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. I also know other people that were trying really hard. And once they stop trying is when... Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. I think it's just like when it's the right person and I, I'm sure my my ex-partner feels the same way. Like now I'm like, okay, I get it. Like I, it, it's what I wanted more than anything in the entire world was to have a family. And I thought I wanted it with him like a hundred percent. And I was like, I need this every day crying about it. Like I built my entire life around trying to conceive with my ex and then now looking back and I'm sure he feels the same way I understand why I didn't get pregnant Mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful that I have a family with my new partner who is everything I want and more and so aligned with me on every single level Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's amazing I absolutely love that I love that so much I just you know watching your feed on Instagram, watching your stories, like it's beautiful to see the evolution. It's beautiful to see, you know, when you truly want something and you refuse to give up on it and mm-hmm. what's meant for you, you know, comes to life. It's just really beautiful to see. I I, I think I actually cried when I seen that you were pregnant because I was I know how oh bad god. you <laughs> I was so happy for you. <laughs> oh my God, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> it's just it was just really beautiful and I can only imagine you know the emotions that you went through previously trying so hard and now about to be a mom of two so I would I would love to know emotionally like if there's any advice or tips that you can share with the women that are listening that are possibly in the same Mm -hmm. or similar situation I think just know that when you want something more than anything in the world and you aren't getting it you will find out in the future why you didn't get it. Like, and you will like, for the most part, you'll be like, okay, that makes so much sense. And thank God that I didn't get what I wanted so badly because then this wouldn't have happened and this wouldn't have happened and everything. I know it's like kind of cliche to say, but everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And yeah, what I wanted more than anything in the world for like four and a half, five years didn't happen. And now I'm, I'm like, thank the Lord that this didn't happen in that capacity with that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. <laughs> it's you know what it's it's interesting to to me because I love to see how things manifest and how things work out. But 
at the end of the day, anything that we force, we are actually pushing away. You know, we, it, that we're all energy. Everything is energy. And when we are trying to force things or force a situation, we're actually pushing that away from us. And it's challenging just naturally as people to just mm-hmm. allow things to happen as they should. And it's That's a control freak like me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> and I, I also feel like sometimes we pray for a thing and we are angry that that thing is that that prayer is not being answered right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there are, you know, three key things that I have found. And, you know, when I've done my own research in terms of manifestation of, of how things actually work. So we may actually be praying for a thing and it's not that the prayer isn't being granted. It may be being granted, but it's who we need to become in order to receive it or the circumstances around us that need to shift in order for us to receive it. So maybe that whole time you were, you know, praying for that things to happen and trying to manifest this beautiful family that you have now, but things needed to shift in order for you to be in alignment with that prayer that you were praying for. So it's just, I don't want to use the word crazy because I, I, I don't believe it is. I, I believe that everything that you've prayed for you're getting and you have because you are now in a position to receive that you are now in alignment with everything that you've prayed for. Totally. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, what advice would you give to a woman who's trying to rush her healing journey right now? Oh man. I think I didn't want to let my old relationship go for, for so many years, even though we both probably knew it wasn't right because we did love each other so much and we were best friends, but it just wasn't right. And I think finally just having the courage to let go and let like both of us go and be alone at my age, even though I wanted a family and, you know, we had a home together and we had, we'd been together for seven years and it was like the scariest thing to let him go. Mm-hmm. But I think in the end, you kind of have to just sit back and, and, and just have the courage to like, let go of something, even though it's really scary. If you know, deep down that it's not right for you, mm-hmm. even if you think that, you know, there's no one else for you, let's say it is a relationship or a job or something like that. Like, if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel 100% right, then it probably isn't for you. And you just, if you can have the courage to let that go, then your life will completely change. And that's what happened to me within mere weeks and months. Wow. That, that is a, the prime example to me, you know, based on what you said of how we can unintentionally block our own blessings because we're holding on to something that we know that we should let go of to make space for what is intended for us. You know, what you said about knowing that you probably should have let the relationship go, but you guys are best friends. You know, sometimes yeah. when we're in a situation, whether it be a relationship or a job, we are telling ourselves that that is either, you know, the best that we'll ever get, or we're telling ourselves that, you know, there isn't better out there. Any of those things that yep. we're telling ourselves that too we're late to change yeah. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So this, you know, all change is very hard <laughs> in the beginning, yeah. messy in the middle and beautiful in the end. And just seeing 
the result of everything that has changed for you so quickly. And typically, you know, for some people, it doesn't change that quick because it requires okay. patience. But okay. I feel like the work that you have been doing within your business, within your personal life, um, all of these things have allowed you to align with everything that you've wanted. So things happen quicker. Mm-hmm. It's like being a, a super manifester. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. The The night before I spoke to Adrian for the first time, it was New Year's Eve and it was in the middle of COVID. So me and two of my girlfriends said, you know what, let's do manifestation boards. And mm. I was like not newly single, but semi newly single, like it had been about six months or so. And my board was filled with, you know, like kids and family and some business stuff and marriage and a bunch of stuff that I didn't really understand why I put on it. Like, I mean, the word queen, I had put in like large letters in the middle. And and in the in the end, when I look back at at that manifestation board, everything makes sense. And the mm-hmm. next morning, I woke up and Adrian had messaged me on Instagram. Wow! And then we spoke every day for two or three weeks and FaceTimed each other every day and got to know each other and became really good friends. And then from there, because he's from Ottawa and he moved from Ottawa to Toronto to start a family and everything with me. Wow. And yeah, like, it's just crazy. And in the end, like little things like his last name is Leroy, which means the king. Wow. Yeah, in French. So (laughs) everything that was on the board literally came to fruition. And it was the next morning, which obviously is not going to happen to everybody. And every time I do a manifestation board, like, but I just didn't know. I just like followed my gut and just chose words that, that I loved and, and stuff like that. So I don't know. I've done two other manifestation boards since then and similar things have happened. And it's just like, I feel like doing a manifestation board is, and I had never done one before, but it's completely different than like praying for something every day because it's yeah. kind of like you put it out there, you put it on paper and then you kind of let go. And mm-hmm. you're not like forcing it so much. You kind of forget about what you put out there. And then mm-hmm. that's when things happen. Because when you're, like you were saying, when you're trying to force it, yeah, it's not going to come organically. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Like as people, naturally, we think in, in pictures. And this is, I guess, I've spoken about this on the podcast before. Um, and I may have some people that may not like me for this, but like, you know, a lot of people do vision boards wrong. <laughs> um, you know, they just find magazines, cut out random pictures and paste it on there and, you know, call it a day. But and then they get upset that they haven't manifested anything or nothing is working out in that way. So everything is created twice, created first in our minds and then in reality. And we're visual people. We think in pictures. So if you have a picture in your mind and there is passion behind that, if you are basically holding on like your, your, your inner focus, basically to that, that image, you're not forcing it, but you haven't, you know, you have, you haven't forgotten about what that thing is that you want because you're passionate about it. That is how we manifest things quicker. The emotion behind it, the the vibration behind it, you know, they say you have to be on a high vibration. And for anyone who's not really into the, that lingo, it's really just being in a good space emotionally. Mm-hmm. 
our emotions are really labels for the vibration that we're on. If we are happy, we're in a high vibration. When we're feeling joy and excitement, high vibration. If we are sad, that's a low vibration. We're mad, low vibration, right? So if you have a vision in your mind of something that you want for your life and you are passionate about it and you have that high vibration behind it, you will actually manifest that thing much quicker. So you creating your board, your your manifestation board and putting things on there that you said or things that you love. It's not just mm-hmm. random things. It was things that you mm-hmm. love, things that you were passionate about. You were able to manifest that so quick. And there may be people who, again, are not into these type of things because they don't understand them. But when you've mm-hmm. experienced it, you know, it doesn't matter who understands it. <laughs> you know, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like the <laughs> second one that I did was in September. And I had, I wanted to take a trip to Italy with Adrian and we were planning it with my family for um, June or July. And I put tons of pictures of Rome, like the Colosseum. And I put like a, a picture just outside of Rome that I loved from a magazine. So I had the intention of going to Italy and Rome specifically, there was a a phrase that said, there's no place like Rome. Mm -hmm. And two weeks later, after I did that board, I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, bummed, because I mean, I was thrilled, but I was (laughs) like, oh, that Europe trip that I really wanted to do, and that we were planning for June and July, that's gonna have to be postponed for another like year and a half, probably. And whatever. And then I just like kind of put it out of my mind. And I looked at it um, in January or February. So like half a year later, and I saw all the Rome references and I and my new baby's name, we're going to name him Rome. Oh, wow. Beautiful. So it was like even things that you put down that aren't and I had like pictures of pregnant women, but I wasn't intending to get pregnant for another like, like we were going to start trying the following September kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't even intended to be pregnant, but I just put it like, it's very powerful. It's kind of scary <laughs> that you put things on this board and like some things can just happen. So you have to be like very super careful, careful about what mm-hmm. you are manifesting too, which is like, it's all a blessing, like yeah. especially a child. It's like the biggest blessing in the world. But yeah, that just goes to show like now I'm like extra careful of what I put on any board because I'm like, I need to like, I can't just be like you were saying, I can't just put something on because it looks cute. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like yeah. anything that you don't really, really want. So I can't get over how powerful the manifestation boards have been because I wasn't really someone to do something like that prior. But now mm-hmm. I'm like, I do them usually New Year's or during like a time when you know, I need like a little refresh of, of what I want to happen in the next few months or year. And mm-hmm. there it's extremely full. Uh, listen, I get it. I have goosebumps right now. I'm, I'm one of those people where I used to just do random vision boards until I understood yeah. the power behind us being visual people, the power behind, um, you know, energy and uh, being in harmony and alignment with the things that we're asking for, but realizing, I think it was after reading Neville Goddard's book, uh, The Power of Awareness, and mm-hmm. understanding how every single day we are manifesting things, good and bad, without even realizing it. So it's mm-hmm. the intention behind it and understanding how powerful our imaginations are. Because culture has taught us that, you know, imagination is just for children, that, that's fantasy, that's 
all of those, you know, things that society tells us that we shouldn't focus on as adults when they're actually hindering us from manifesting the things that we want, because our imagination is what attracts the good and bad that's around us. We are creating our scenarios every single day using our imagination. You know, if you, you know, let's say you have not you personally, but someone who's listening has someone at work that they don't get along with, but in their mind, they're, you know, constantly envisioning negative scenarios with that person at work. They're continuing to attract and manifest more conflict with this person at work. If they were to envision that same person in scenarios of, you know, joy and and happiness and, you know, them getting along and all of those things, I've actually seen it work for myself personally uh, with a friend that I used to constantly butt heads with. And the energy that I started entering the space with when we connected was completely different. And that changed every interaction that we had going forward. So, you know, our imagination, good and bad, <laughs> we are, are, you know, manifesting things on a daily basis. So it's important to be intentional. Totally. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what well, I guess what I would love to know, because I, I know that no matter what struggles or challenges or, you know, whether it be traumas or negative experiences that we've had in the past, because every experience is co-created, sometimes we tend to be hard on ourselves for certain things that have happened. So I would love to know for you, what is something that you presently forgive yourself for? I think a, a big struggle that I'm having right now is because I wanted a family and children more than anything in the world. What I'm finding is when I'm having hard times with my with my toddler or pregnancy or I'm I'm really nervous for the newborn stage again because it was not my favorite time it's mm-hmm. hard for me to like sit in a chair mm-hmm. and <laughs> literally be like literally not do anything and be like a mobile for a few weeks too which I kind of was after giving birth I'm just trying to forgive myself for ever like any times when I'm upset in the moment and being like oh this is so hard like I wanted this so badly and I feel guilty that I'm like not enjoying it as much as I thought at certain times. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm trying to do, especially coming into, you know, having another baby and going through this cycle all over again. And I'm trying to enjoy the moments as much as possible, but it, man, like motherhood and being a parent is (laughs) so hard. So it makes you feel like so guilty when that's all you wanted and mm-hmm. then you're like, this is really hard and not as like perfect as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I think there's there's no manual for being the perfect parent. And I think because every child is born with a different personality and their own different challenges and quirks and all those things. That, I mean, you're right. It is challenging. Being a parent is extremely challenging. And as much as there may be platforms that make it look like baked cookies and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like swimming excursions, it, it is challenging. So it, it is okay to be frustrated. I think a lot of moms have at some point mom guilt, whether that be because you have to, you know, go back to work early or you have to, you know, sacrifice certain things in order to be able to provide for your child. Like mom guilt exists hard. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think maybe early on when my kids were younger, I thought that that would go away as they got older. 
and I have two kids in their twenties and that mom guilt is hard. Like (laughs) there are things sometimes you want to make really tough decisions and you're like, you know what? I need to be firm with them. And then at the same time, you're like, Oh, but I feel so bad. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't go away. (laughs) (laughs) What, What are some, some lessons that you've learned about having a healthy relationship with yourself? I think I don't know. That's a hard one. But I I think I put so much emphasis on, I, I mean, I think, I think you're just going to go through different phases in your life. So when I was single, I had so much time and I, and I wasn't a mom. I had so much time to really delve deep into my spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And lately I have not had that time. And that's something that I feel you know, sad and guilty about as well. And then, you know, my, my business is really booming right now and taking off. And I, and I wanted to, during this pregnancy, take more time off and really enjoy it because it might be my last. And I haven't had a minute to, to do that either. So I just feel like there's different stages of your life for different things. And that's, that's okay. And just do the best that you can and try to balance everything as as much as you can. But I know that down the line, I will be able to take more meditation classes and yoga classes and stuff, maybe when the kids are in school, and maybe when I can make that more of a priority. And for now doing twice a week workouts is, is sufficient. And that's like the best that I can do right now. And yeah, I think there's a season for everything. And, uh, and that's okay. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. And, you know, you mentioned that business is booming right now. So with, you know, business expanding and the family expanding and, you know, your grace for yourself expanding, what are some habits that you're most proud of that have led to the positive change in your life? I think consistency and drive and my ability to balance things as much as I can I spend a lot of time like I we're working from home right now but my office is a four minute drive from my house so I appreciate that I can uh, balance Mm -hmm. family life and work life as much as I can I do have help I have um, an amazing nanny and it's nice that I can be sitting at my desk and she'll be playing with him in the other room or right next to me. And if he's like, mama, then I'm there and I'm not missing the moments. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I can appreciate the fact that I've semi figured out how to balance work life and mom life to the best of my abilities. We will see what happens when <laughs> a second comes into the picture. But um, yeah, I'm proud of myself for that. And who knows? We'll we'll see in a year. We'll, you can we can do another <laughs> podcast and we'll be like, "F this, I've lost it all." <laughs> no, I can't manifest that. No, it's gonna be great. <laughs> I love how open you are to adjusting to what is, you know, to to pivoting to, um, you know, allowing things to be what they are. Because sometimes if someone is, you know, hyper-focused on fitness and then, you know, children change their lives based on how often they can work out or what size they can fit into, like they're, you know, it can cause them to be very hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that you are doing your best to allow all of the important elements of your life 
to have as much harmony as possible. Um, I used to love the word balance, but I honestly don't believe that there is such thing. (laughs) I I used to believe that I could have it all. Like I've been, I think I've been self-employed for almost 15 years now. And I used to believe that, you know, between being able to run the business and be the mom that can be at all the appointments and all the stuff and then have time for friends and then build a relationship. And I, I feel like there was a time where I was trying to do all those things. And in my mind, I was trying to convince myself that I was balancing. And then I guess in the last, what, three, four years as I've been on a heavier healing journey and understanding that when I was, super focused on one area, I may have been neglecting another, or I may have dropped the ball here or there. So understanding that perfect balance may not be possible all the time, but aligning things and having as much harmony as possible, um, knowing that, okay, well, today from this time to this time, I'm hyper-focused on work because I got to pay the bills, (laughs) but then, you know, I can be totally um, present for, you know, personal moments, whether it be with the kids or my partner or or whatever, and not be focusing on what needs to be done for work. So it's knowing that, you know, there's, there are times and there are seasons where, where things may change. Um, but I, I love your, your openness to it all. Hmm. So I, I guess my question for you, because success means different things to different people and, to me, it's not about a monetary number, but I would love to know for you, what does success mean? To me, success is being at peace with everything. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in true in in happiness and true happiness because again, there's a season for everything and you're not always going to be happy with everything. Maybe one one week you're thrilled with your family life and then the next week, you and and that week you're having a really tough time with business and then you know it may switch or one year you're doing really well and thriving with your business and then you need to concentrate on your family the following like it just I think that success is yeah just being at peace with whatever's going on in your life which is really hard to do like if you are like the fertility struggles that I had just what I found really helped me was trying as hard as I could to be at peace with it. And then when I did break off, you know, things with my ex-partner and I, then it was like, you have to be at peace with being single. And maybe this time to have a family isn't going to be right now. And you need to figure out, you need to find that peace within yourself, not pure happiness. Because if you're Mm -hmm. constantly looking for happiness, you will never be happy because it's impossible in life. Mm -hmm. I love that you said peace first. Like, I feel like for the last couple of years, that's been my theme where if it doesn't bring me peace or joy, I'm not interested. Like if it's, if it's not a, it's not a a hell yeah, it's a heck no. (laughs) Um, I I love that. And that's with people who you bring in your life too. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just, I I find since being a mother, you kind of, it's not that you cut out people that you don't love, that you like, don't love anymore or anything like that. Like there's tons of people that I don't hang out with as much as I used to. And I love them the same way that I did before. But certain times in your life, you have the emotional energy 
to take on certain things and certain people. And right now I don't have the, the energy to, and it doesn't, if you don't bring me peace and, and fill my cup in some way, or at least don't empty it, then like, mm -hmm. I just don't have the capacity to take that on at this moment in my life. Yeah. So again, it's like peace, is in so many different ways, like things that happen in your life, but also people that you bring into your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every, every person, every opportunity, every, like that has been my focus. And I agree with you where there may have been people that I used to interact with on a daily basis. And now they don't see me at all. I don't even know if I even interact with them at all. It's so on social. And it's not that there's any love loss. I still yeah. wish them well and, and, and have love for them. But we don't align right now, and I don't have the capacity for the chaos that they bring with them. Um, you know, again, everything is energy, and energy is transferable. And sometimes some people don't even realize that they are addicted to the conflict. They're addicted to negativity. They're addicted to complaining. And if they're not aware of themselves, then they're not in a position to work on the self-mastery. So if your life is evolving and you find that you are no longer in alignment with certain people, it is okay to uh -huh. remove them from the front row seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So before we go to the final segment, I would love if you could tell people where they could stay connected with you online and learn more from you and about you. Mm -hmm. um, so my personal Instagram is Jacqueline Genovese, J-A-C-L-Y-N-G-E-N-O-V-E-S-E. And um, my business is Spaces by Jack Flash. Um, we're actually relaunching. We're doing a home tour that I'm launching on Monday. I'm not sure when this podcast is launching, but it'll probably be out already. So I'm launching a YouTube channel, um, Spaces by Jack Flash. Yep, my work Instagram is Spaces by Jack Flash. We're relaunching our new our new website, and my personal Instagram is where you will find things all about my family and personal design, taste, and stuff like that. So yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. I will definitely have all of your links in the detailed section so they don't have to search too far. They can just click and connect with you directly. Perfect. You're welcome. So for the final segment of the show, it's kind of like a rapid fire, one word or one sentence. But again, I don't like to be trapped into a box. It makes me claustrophobic. So if you feel the need to expand, please do so. <laughs> okay. okay. Actually, I would love to know what your self-care routine looks like now because, you know, with... Okay the expanding business and family and all those things, I would love to know how you are presently taking care of Jacqueline. Mm -hmm. um, my self-care would include working out with a group of women on Tuesdays and Saturdays. So I, but I have to, I, I'm not the type of person that will just like go to the gym sporadically. If it's not in my schedule, then I will not go. So I really appreciate the fact that I have, a group of women that kind of hold me accountable and say, okay, every Tuesday at 10 and every Saturday at 10, we're going to work out. So that's really important to me that I, you know, stick with that because it makes, even though I'm like dreading it before going to the gym, being eight, seven, eight months pregnant, it's, I feel so good after. So that is a big part of my self-care. I would say just eating healthy, making it makes me feel good, makes me have energy. I still see a natural path, which really helps as well. And being pregnant, it's really important to, you know, have your nutrition and your just well balanced meals and, and know what you're sensitive to and not sensitive to and 
yeah, I try to stick to that as much as possible. And sleep especially is really important to me because <laughs> I know what to expect this time around with a newborn coming. So I'm in bed. I literally put Rocco to bed at 7.30 and I'm in bed by 8 every night and asleep by like maybe 9.30, 10. I'll read or watch a movie or whatever, just hang out or maybe even finish some emails, but make sure that I'm asleep at a, a good enough time that I get seven to eight hours of sleep every night. And that is a huge thing for me right now. Totally get it. Makes total sense. Okay. Um... What inspires you most about what you do? I would say just the passion for, you know, when I'm not working, I'm still kind of working because I'm scrolling through uh, Instagram or Pinterest and getting inspiration because it's what I love to do so much. So yeah, passion for what you're, what you're doing every day is really Mm -hmm. important. Um, Okay. When and where are you the happiest? I think there's two versions of my happiness. One is obviously family life and you know when you just have those moments with your with your kids whether it's like he's playing in the bath and laughing and like splashing around or like he does something really funny and like you know when you sometimes look at your kids and you're in awe and you're just like they're the most beautiful thing in the world like how did this even happen that's like true bliss and happiness for me are those little moments that happen throughout the day and then work is just the satisfaction of you know when clients are happy or doing a reveal or coming up with a new design concept that I'm really excited about yeah I think there's two different yeah love it okay what advice would you give to your future self not your younger self but your future self yeah just keep at it and keep doing what you think is right and things will happen organically and just try not to stress so much about little things that happen during the day and see the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how has motherhood changed you? It has given me so much more patience. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am not a patient person and I expect things to happen like right away. And I'm always pushing and saying, okay, what's next? What's next? And I understand that when you have kids it's like a completely different ball game and yeah patience is just something that you have no choice but to learn and embrace yeah okay last but not least if you could create one law that everyone in the world had to follow what would that be i would say to live your life like you were saying, like on a higher vibration and just do things that make you feel at peace and and lead with positivity as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, thank you, Jacqueline, for not only taking the time to come back and give us an update on your healing journey and all of the beautiful expansion happening in your life, but um, just, you know, your, your energy, your definitely a positive being. I love everything that you've been putting out on social and I will continue to celebrate you and cheer for you. Just thank oh, you so thank much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Can't wait to talk to you again. I cannot wait to hear the updates a couple <laughs> years from now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
(laughs) (laughs) And to all of you healers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms. Don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And I want to thank each and every one of you that continues to listen each week to help the show rank globally in the top 1.5% of most popular shows. And that's out of over 3 million podcasts. I want to hear what resonated with you from today's episode. Feel free to, whether you want to write it in your um, your review on Amazon or you want to screenshot and share it on social, you can tag Jacqueline at Jacqueline Genovese. That's J-A-C-L-Y-N-G-E-N-O-B-E-S-E or Spaces by Jack Flash. And you can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith. A healthy community is a healing community and a healing community is full of hope because it has seen its own people weather, survive, and thrive. So let's continue to heal her.